Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Um, we should point out this episode comes with subtitles for when Bobby speaks after last week. Listening back. Yeah. Wasn't my greatest week, I'll be the first to admit. Deary me. Pressure's on. It is. To what? To retain his place? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, so. I think, uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it's like, it's like rugby league, isn't it? If you, you know, if you don't play well, you get dropped. No, exactly. You referee, you have a bad game, get demoted to the championship. Yep. That's it. Yep. Is there a championship pod? Uh, yeah. But we're not... We're not, not at liberty to No, I think... <laughs> <laughs> oh, anything else happened this week? You think, you know, I was thinking... <laughs> Yes, yes, I was. Up <laughs> um, to anything else this week? No, not really. Boring week, I think, this week. Well, apart from outside of rugby league, I should say. Yeah. It was a boring week. Yeah, although we're recording on a Tuesday and tonight at Roland Garros, it's Nadal versus Djokovic. Mm. So we're finishing for that, no matter what. If we, if we, if we cut off abruptly... It's because it's eight o'clock. It's, the match has started, yeah. Right. And you two will have to deal with Bry later on for the prediction league. Right. Right. So are we cutting off or not? Because I was a bit confused. Uh, it depends on the time. Right. Okay. What have we got on tonight then? Well, tonight, Matthew, uh, we've got <laughs> the... Uh, obviously, we've got the review of the Challenge Cup final. An enthralling Challenge Cup final. Uh, I remember when the police come and arrested him while he was on stage. What sting? No, Matthew Kelly. Oh, the like the police. Yeah, not not police. Yeah, right. Anyway, that's a whole that's a whole different story. Right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he was not guilty apparently. Right. I won't ask what for. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So, sorry. What have we got on tonight? Uh. Review of the Challenge Cup final. Yep. Uh, Bobby's got his stats. Yep. And then our main feature tonight is a mid-season review, which we're going to do in two parts, I think, aren't we? Uh, so, basically, just a report card for the for uh, the league and the teams. Yeah, we're doing it alphabetically, aren't we? So tonight is Castleford through Leeds. Yes. Uh, and we'll be if you're fans of S W T, please stay with us. Don't switch off because it'll be your turn next week. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be giving our thoughts on those uh, first six teams. Uh, quick whiz through the NRL, and then we'll have Brian f- to wrap us up with the uh, prediction league. Yep, excellent. Sounds good. Yes. Anyway, I think we should probably just jump straight into this then, eh? There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Well, Challenge Cup final. Hmm. What did you make of that then? Well, I thought it was a really good game, to be honest. Mm. I thought it was one of the one of the better finals that I've seen. Yes. Um, it had you on the edge of your seat from start to finish. Yeah. 
um, right right to the finish as well with the uh, uh, with the Marshall match winning try. It was a three minutes on the clock or something. When yeah, went over. Yeah, so I, I thought it was an I, I thought it was an excellent game. Yeah, but I've got some questions for you in a little while when you've given me your thoughts and um, a discussion that I was having. Uh, this week on Twitter, so I'm, I'm going to throw it out there for us. Okay, okay. Bubbles. Yeah, I think we, I think he's pretty much nailed it on the head there, um, Andy. Just with what he said, it's very close all the way through, um, right to the right to the last minute, really. Yeah, um, I I thought it was one of the, the the best finals I've seen for a while, to be honest. Um, like you said, I, I I didn't expect it to stay that close either. I thought it'd be tight for 65, 70 minutes and then someone would had, had, had probably get a, probably more than a try in front. Well, that's what Johnny predicted, isn't it, when he was on last week, the, our Wigan fan. Yeah. He predicted that, I think it was 36-16, and he thought that, that it would be close for a while and then they, they'd steam ahead, mm. um, uh, which never really happened. Um, and I can only imagine how Nathaniel's feeling this week from the Giants. Yeah, I, I thought um, on the whole that Huddersfield were the better team, really. Um, I don't want to say goal kicking cost them, but it did. Yeah, there's no other way. There's no other way around it. The, what did he kick one from one from six? Um, yeah. I think I can't remember off the top of my head. I only got one though. I think it was one from six. The, they had a couple of penalties as well, didn't they? Well, obviously they opened up with a penalty, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and then the 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 with the McQueen try when he went over, didn't think he should have missed that. No. Thought that was more than kickable. And then the second penalty where he put it wide, um, I thought was pretty poor as well. Yeah, from pretty much it was. It's like thirty yards out, pretty much banging in front of the sticks, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. almost. Well, yeah. I know we had, I know we had one from five at one point because I remember thinking if that was the if that was the case, they'd be twenty two twelve here mm. if they if they'd got them all and and they'd have been out of sight. Then I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were better. I thought the the dominated and although I did think at half time it was only ten six at half time, and I did think if they're going to win it, they need to be more than four points in front. Mm. As the as the half was closing out, I thought they need to be more than four points in front. And then at half time, I'm thinking, right, well, if they're going to do it from here, the last thing that can happen is for Wigan to score a try early on in the second half, and that's exactly what happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, you sometimes you get feeling in these games, don't you, with with one team where you think. If they are the stronger team, if mm. so to speak, on paper, and you think actually they can't play much worse, and they're probably happy to only go in four points down, and you, yeah. you see that quite a lot. And yeah, then, and I, then I they, remember they us turn it round saying you know? that about um, last year's Challenge Cup final with Castleford and St. Helens. Yeah, um, mm. I remember you saying it, Andy. <laughs> yeah, that at half time. If you were Christian Wolf, although they were losing, you'd probably be, or you know, not happy but optimistic about the second half. Because basically going in saying, "Well, we can't play much worse than that," and, so, we're, and we're right, in and the we're game. still in it. So, yeah. which is probably the message that Matty Pete gave. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't think they were great, uh, Wigan. No, 
I do feel a bit sorry for Lola here with the goal kicking in that mm. because apart from the goal kicking, I thought he had a tremendous game. Yeah. Mm. So I do feel a bit sorry for him in that respect because I thought he played really well apart, you know, mm. apart from that. But your goal kickers are there under, under pressure and that's why you have the job because, you know, you, you're there to, to perform under pressure, aren't you? Yeah. You know, it's a little bit like the um, the NFL when the kicker comes on, that's his only job. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, but he's there under pressure and, and, and to do that. That's and, his role. And if in there, if they don't kick, if they don't kick it, mm. they're out. I know it's I know it's a different analogy, but it's still the the pressure pot of uh, of having to kick the goals in in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Um, the try, the match winning try, um, great vision from Harry Smith. I thought he was unlucky not to win man of the match. To be honest, to to win the Lance Trod, uh, Todd Trod, Trod. I don't know <laughs> who's Trod. Lance Trod. <laughs> it's his cousin, um, <laughs> the Lance Todd. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know where that come from. Uh, you know, he he got himself uh, a try with some excellent uh, backup play, yeah. supporting play. Um, kicked really well all game, uh, and then set up obviously set up the last try with some great vision, like you said. Mm. Well, I had um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, they released the is, is it the writers' association? It's some. It's not picked by the pundits on no, this it's one. It's journalists, yeah. It's journalists, isn't it? And uh, they released who voted for who, and Harry Smith only got two votes. I find that bizarre, really. And I think Chris McQueen got, I think, 12. So I think mm. he was, like, in the end, 10 I, votes I think ahead. I saw the list uh, briefly. It was a lot of Uddersfield players. It was. I think that, Harry Smith was the top. only Wigan player on there. Mm. If I remember right, I, I could be wrong on that. There might be another one, but I'm mm. pretty sure he was the only Wigan player on there. Should... I know he's they, they haven't given it him and he's then set up the match winning try because I read one of the journalists said they, they'd voted for it about four minutes before mm. he did the match winning try so they, they vote for it with about seven or eight minutes to go should it make a difference or should they just wait till the end like should that have pushed him over man of the match or yeah. that one kick does that eclipse if you like what Chris McQueen did for 73 minutes that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, yes and no, is, is, I suppose. Is it like a moment of the match, or does that make him man of the match? Well, does that make him man of the match because he's essentially just gone and won his team the Challenge Cup final? Yeah. I, I don't see why they can't do that It sounds or, funny when you go, oh, only two people voted for him and 12 <laughs> people voted for him, but if it was quite close and in the balance anyway... Mm. Surely you've got time... Between the final hooter and the and presentation of the it, cup, yeah, yeah. to um, to give your nominees and count them, yeah, surely you've got a short list in your head already. It's not like there's thousands of votes going in. No, no. If there's there's only fifty votes or whatever there is, or yeah. from the press or whatever, there's only it can't be that many to add up. <laughs> no, you, know, <laughs> you wouldn't thought so. You think there'd be enough time? Unless from, Ralph's counting it. Yeah, you think there'd be enough time from the hooter, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's like ten minutes before he gets that. That's Ralph's guy. <laughs> uh, I just he just doesn't seem that good at maths to me. No, just the impression I get. Although I think he it's looks a suit. I know, yeah, but he looks like. To be fair, he looks like a math teacher in that suit. So does Bobby. He's rubbish at maths. That's true. Not that bad. Mm. Yeah, but I, I think there's enough time there, surely, to give. Yeah, more of a hundred percent. There's more time. Yeah, 
Because as a match is coming to an end, I mean, I do it when I'm watching any match. He's played well, he's played well, he's played well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. You have a little shortlist in your head. Yeah, of course you do. Of, of who you would give it to. And then you're like, right, yeah, it's him. Yeah. yeah. And I think if it was me, obviously I'd, I wasn't really doing this shortlist as such for this final. Um, I was just enjoying it, but... I think if if I had to give my vote in and I'd have seen that with, with Harry Smith and the kick and the vision to do that, I think that probably would have tipped it for me. Yeah. Do you think, because usually it's from the winning side anyway. It's yeah. sort of an unwritten rule, isn't it? Which Huddersfield were winning at that point. Yes. Yeah. Do you think they could possibly look at changing it then a bit like the Man of Steel? Do you think they should do it as a 3-2-1? Like every, whoever votes, get you know, you give you three points to, and then whoever... That'd take longer. Yeah, but... Would it even out in the sense that I'm with you? Yeah, does that make sense? You're not just voting mm. for one player then, yeah. does it? Make yeah. If Harry Smith had have come on and yeah. that was his first touch of the ball and he'd have done that, you wouldn't be giving him any points, would no. you? No, but he could have had two points. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a couple of a uh, couple of questions for you both. Uh, I'll start with you, Bobby, on this one. Um, I've seen a lot of comments this week around keeping the Challenge Cup final at Spurs. Mm. Spurs or Wembley? Wembley. Because? I think it's just tradition. I think why shouldn't we as a sport be able to have it at what would be the biggest venue in in England? Mm. I think it's... Um, we've got a tr- We've got a statue outside of the ground now. Yeah. We're part of history there. Yeah, We're part true, of yeah. Wembley history. And, you know, I don't even, I, I don't even think we should have been moved mm. for the women's Euros this year, let alone well, move it, it permanently. Yeah, well, it was the League Two playoff, wasn't it, in the end? But then there wasn't any more dates available, was there, because of that? Mm. So we lost out to Port Vale versus Mansfield. Mm. Oh, is that what it is? you know who won? Port Vale. I've no idea. I was genuinely asking. I think it was Port Vale. Only because I saw the score flash up. Right. I wasn't glued to it or anything, you know. Surely it's a replay. And what was the attendance for that? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that's why we'd lost out on it. So yeah, well, I'm, I, I, I was under the impression. But it was all it was all tied in with the same thing. Mm. Um, Spurs are Wembley, Callum. Take the tradition out of it. Spurs are Wembley. I don't think you can take the tradition out of it. I don't think it's as simple as that. But um, before the weekend, I would have said Wembley. After it, I mean, I, I didn't go. Um, I couldn't make it. So it's hard to sort of comment on the Spurs thing, but everybody who went, who I've seen, loved it. Mm. The atmosphere was brilliant. The, 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 the way that the stadium is designed, you know, creates a really good atmosphere and stuff. Um, so I can't comment on the... Because I wasn't there, I can't say, oh, yeah, let's keep it at Spurs, let's keep it at Spurs... It's not like the attendance was much better um, than than it would be at Wembley. So if we're going to take it away from Wembley, why does it have to be Spurs? Why does it have to be downside? Why can't we bring it closer to home? If we're going to move it away from Wembley, would bringing it closer to home... A full house at like a 60,000 capacity stadium or something like that. Well, would that that happen Mm. if we we brought it up here? Well, I, I... I think an important thing is the players as well. I mean, if you're a player, mm. where do you want to play the cup final? 
Mm. To me, you want to play at Wembley. Yeah. You don't want to say, well, I want to go to Spurs and play. No, you, you mm. definitely want to... You want to play at Wembley. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm, I, I don't know if moving it would help. I don't... It's certainly not helped this year. No. I know that Huddersfield, and I'm not being disrespectful, aren't the most um, supported club. They, 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 they don't get mass followings, do they? Um but it, it used to be a day for the neutral. It used to be a yeah. day for everybody. And I think the grand final has superseded that in terms of that day out for the community game, if you like. Is it just the fact that the cost, has, the cost of living has gone up so much mm. in general life that people just can't afford to do it? Yeah. I mean, look at the train. You're looking at like over 100 quid. Easily. Absolutely easily over 100 quid. Yeah. You, what about... Um, the the Wembley stuff. The only th- the the one thing that does annoy me about Wembley is that middle tier, that that sort of that um, the one that's oh, the, like the Wembley club thing. Yeah, the Wembley club, the boxes, and then people yeah. have access to any event and things like that. Yeah, and they're not yeah, yeah. they're not obviously not interested in the Rugby League Challenge Cup. Yeah, so that 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 middle band is always is empty. always completely empty. Mm. Which looks it looks silly. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bit. On the fence with it now. I don't. I'm a bit undecided. I don't know what to do now because, um, like I say, if you'd asked me before the weekend, I was always really like, well, you know, it's Wembley. It has that that magic about it. But if it's not working there in terms of crowd and uh, coverage and things, it, it it needs to move, doesn't it? So maybe it's time that we created our own a new history. Forget about the old one and and start the game, sort of. A new, yeah, yeah, very yeah. possibly a new. Okay, I've got another question, um, and I was having this this. Well, there was a, there's a debate started around it um, on Twitter, and uh, uh, one of our one of our friends on Twitter, Rob Wood, uh, said that Watson's a really good coach and would lead a team to victory, mm-hmm. and sort of unlucky, you know, and, and a lot of people agreed with Rob. Um, and one of our good friends on here, um, who does the uh, the, the the pro uh, the pro uh, pro am thirteen yes um, website uh, sorry podcast um, Stephen Orford. Uh, incidentally, Steve Steve hasn't been well lately, um, but he's back at work tomorrow and he's had some really good news health wise. So uh, we're all really pleased for him. And I know he'll be listening tomorrow. Um, so just sending you from from all of us here at Loose Forward Pods, they all all the very best from all of us. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, he's going to be our. Uh, we've been waiting to get to the honours as, as a Saints fan. Yes. So we're uh, he's he's now said that he feels well enough to to come on. So next time we talk Saints, we'll look forward to having him on. Yeah, re- I'm really looking forward to having a chat with Steve. Yeah, exactly. Now on this one, Steve said that his. Uh, negativity, mm. Watson's negativity, yeah. he felt cost Huddersfield the cup. I understand both sides of that um, argument, if you like. He is a really good coach. He's obviously a really, really good coach. You know, he took he took Salford to a uh, Super League Grand Final. He he took Salford to a Challenge Cup final, and obviously now. After a bit of a rebuild last year, he's now took Huddersfield to uh, what fourth in the league and then a, a Challenge Cup mm. final again. Yeah. And I know he hasn't won any of them finals, but 
Um, the the 2019 grand final was against uh, a side which is arguably one of the best ever that Super League seen. You know, they won the league by like a record amount of points. Yeah. Um, scored like a record amount of points and whatnot. Like they were obviously like one of the best teams mm. to do it. So he was always under the. He uh, was always the underdogs in that one. The the one against Leeds, I felt they could have won. It was only one point, wasn't it? it was yeah. it seventeen sixteen? I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah they, they definitely could have won that. And obviously, the one on the weekend, he definitely could have won. So no, that's that's Steve Point. He's, he said it's it, the word he used wasn't negativity; it was conservatism. Mm. And conservatism, which lost it for them. <laughs> now, I I asked the question then was. Um, it was only a few minutes away from a perfect plan. Mm-hmm. What about the goal kicker? Mm-hmm. But also, was Watson still in underdog mode, similar to the games that you've just yeah. mentioned? It's, I mean, they were underdogs mm-hmm. because Wigan have had a really, really good season so far. And I think they've scored the most amount of points this season in the league. Um, so they were underdogs. But not as big of underdogs, I don't think. Mm. If if Watson was coach of, let's say, a bigger club, mm. would it change his outlook in terms of coaching? Do you think if he was able to dominate opponents with the squad at his disposal? Possibly, it's hard to say it because he's not been in that position. <clears throat> it reminds me a bit uh, like when David Moyes took charge of United, right? Because he was at Everton and they they had to play like a certain way at the time, didn't they? Because they were trying to stay up more than go and win the league type thing. Mm. And he didn't really change the way that he played. Mm. Wood Watson, I know he's obviously a different manager. But trying to get the best out of a limited squad, if you like. Yeah, Yeah, is that just what they're good at? Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you this. I mean, then. I wouldn't say the Uddersfield squad was limited, to be honest. He's done well in bringing the players that he's brought in, but I understand what you mean in terms of, like, obviously, what he'd done at Salford and things and always being the underdog. Yeah. Big okay. underdogs. All right, um, I want to I ask you this, then. I want to put yourself in the shoes of St. Helens fans. Okay. Okay? So, we've heard different rumours, haven't we? Um, over the last few weeks, around Christian Wolf, yeah, and Christian Wolf, I think he's widely expected to return home to Australia to uh, take up either a head coach's job or what's rumoured as an assistant at the Dolphins, isn't it? The new team, yeah. But I think that's with a view to take over from Bennett. So if you can go and wait, uh, learn off Wayne Bennett for a couple of years or even a year, he might only do it for 12 months. And because Wayne Bennett's 93, yeah. <laughs> that he might take over sooner rather than later. Yeah. Right. So, Wolf goes, as expected, let's say. Okay. Saints now in the market for a new coach and whoever comes in, he's, he's probably taking over the standout side in Super League. Mm-hmm. You're a Saints fan. What do you think then of Ian Watson being the red-hot favourite or being appointed if you're a Saints fan? I don't think you could do a lot worse, to be honest with you. I think he's a good coach. Uh, I think he's clearly 
like we've like we've spoke about, he's taken teams from an uh, an underdog status or a, a team where you would say, well, they're never going to make a final, or especially at, especially at Salford. Salford were a long way off from the season before. So, does he have that? Like Callum said, does he have that different pedigree taking over a bigger club? I don't think you could do an awful lot worse to honest with you. I'd, I'd, if I was a Saints fan, I, I wouldn't be upset if Ian Watson okay. was my head coach. What would put you off, Callum? The fact that he's not won a final. Hmm. And the fact that... Um, well, then you could say, well, Christian Wolves was a bit of a... Yes. I know he's done stuff with Tonga, but an unknown quantity. Justin Holbrook was an unknown quantity. Mm-hmm. I think that obviously they, they've gone down the uh, assistant and RL assistant route the last couple of times and struck absolute gold. Mm. Mm. But then you look at the other side of that coin and you get David Ferner. Mm. It doesn't always work. No, it doesn't. No. Um, so I think somebody who's tried and tested in Super League. I think it. I think it would be a good appointment, but the fact that he can't or hasn't been able to get over the line yet, mm. as a sent, if you were a St. Helens fan, mm. I think that would be uh, a little bit worrying. A little bit of a red flag. Yeah, because you're at a club where you are expected to win trophies mm. every single year. I'm sensing a Twitter poll. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, really, but, it was a really good discussion yeah, this week. I don't think, if it was a Saints fan, I don't think um, I would be unhappy, but there would be a little bit of niggling doubt at the back of my mind yeah. whether we would be able to then get over that line with him. Yeah. So... It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. It is. It's that time. And he's here. Let's go. Hello. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I've got uh, six this week. Okay. Uh, Number one. All right. We'll start off with uh, the NRL before we head to the Challenge Cup. Selwyn Cobbo has scored seven tries in his last three games for the Broncos. He is the first Bronco to score two plus tries in three consecutive games since 2001. Hmm. Do you know who that was? I do, but I'm not sure how you say his name. <laughs> Go on, let's, this, they've got to do this. This will be, good, gonna, be good. Go on, let's hear it. <laughs> go on. I was, I was hoping to avoid it. Yeah, go on. Go on. Is it Lo Takiri? I'm not sure how you say his name, I'll be honest. Just, just, say his name. <laughs> I honestly don't know how you just say, say it. Say it. <laughs> just say it again for everybody. Go on. Lottakiri? Yeah. Lottie. Is it Lottie? Lottie Takiri, yeah. Oh, I got the last No, I don't remember him. Oh, oh, oh I got his last oh. name right. I got half it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lottakiri's good. I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest. I did. I was, like, I was hoping it would be. Yeah. Um, Selwyn Cobber, he just sounds like something out of Last of the Summer Wine, doesn't he? I don't get that. Ref- that is that is too old for me. Is it? I know yeah. Lottie Takiri. No, Selwyn Cobber, <laughs> like, they were like, 
these Yorkshire folk that like just like walked around in like woolly hats and things like that and they were called Selwyn Cobbo. One was well one was called sure one was called Selwyn. <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, it's lasted a summer wine and then people will get it if they if they yeah. have, if they're older. Right. Okay. Compo one of them was called. Right. Compo Foggy and Selwyn Cobbo. <laughs> <laughs> Compo. <laughs> start two. Okay, all right. Start two. This uh, I apologise in advance for this one, Andy, because this one's about your team, which is the Gold Coast Titans have thrown away the biggest lead in NRL history of 20 points. They were leading 24-4 at half time before they succumbed to Brisbane Broncos 35-24. Nah, not being funny. They do this every week. They play for the first half and mm. you think, ooh, mm. ooh, 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 actually, look, we're 80 points up. Oh, no, we've lost by 81. Well, well, me and Bobby were watching that match and I remember, <sighs> do you remember I said to you, oh, we should have a look at the, the odds of the Broncos going yeah. back because the Titans are generally, this season, they've been poor in the second, second half. half. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't do it, but I'm a bit gutted we didn't know. Yeah, are they, are they not fit enough? <laughs> I don't. I, Seriously, I don't know. how can you how can you be on top that much and then just continually? It's not once. Keep throwing it away every single week. Justin Albrook's positions becoming more and more. Uh... I think they've only won two. Mm. Is it three? Two or three? Two. I think they're on, I think they're on four points possibly. No, they're on more than four. Six. Are they? Yeah, I think hmm. six. Yeah, I think they won one the other week, didn't they? I where they held on. They're about fourteenth, uh, I think they are. Oh, okay. Fair okay. Enough. Uh. Number three, uh, we start off with uh, the Challenge Cup one, but a bit more of a did you know rather than a start this one, but I quite like it. So, the Challenge Cup trophy back in 1897 only cost £60 to make. Did it? Yeah. I was quite surprised when I heard that. And it's still one of the nicest looking trophies in, in sport. I've always said that. Oh, it's I the think, nicest looking yeah. trophy. Always said that. Yeah. So, I was quite surprised when I saw that. But the average wage back then was £2, mm. meaning that if you bought the Challenge Cup trophy today, it would roughly work out to about £8,300. Right. Just Very found good. that quite interesting. Very good. Well, that's <laughs> how much it would cost now? Yeah. £60. What's mm. it made out of, do you know? Silver. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thanks. <laughs> I had to make up for my name calling uh, before. Uh, number four. <laughs> number four. It's the first time since 1977, uh, 78 year of the final, and the 78-79 final, that the Lance Todd Trophy winner has been on the losing side back-to-back. Mm. So back then it you was... got it last year? Uh, Niall Evolds for Castleford. Yes, he did, yeah. Um, so the in, in those years it was uh, George Nichols and David Topless. Mm. Right. Very good. Mm. That would have been for St. Helens and Hull. Right. I was topless at Wakefield. Was he at Hull then? I think he might have been Wakefield. I'm was it Wakefield sure. in 79? Not sure. I know Nichols was St. Helens in 78. Okay, next one. Uh, number five. Lee Centurions have won their first major final trophy in London since their Challenge Cup win back in 1970-71. Mm. And they had a really good game as well. They did. The uh, 1895 Cup. They did. They played well. 
and uh, Topless was at uh, Wakefield. Right. Just looked it up. Thanks. Doing that. So I missed that last start. <laughs> next <Right>. one. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Uh, it was all right. Right, okay. Next one. Uh, finally, to finish off, Chris McQueen becomes the seventh second rower to win the Lance Todd, but the first in that position since Dennis Betts in 1991. Mm, it's not very often a, a second row wins it, is it? No, it's a bit of a funny position, second row. Mm. Seems, for me, for years, it felt a bit of a sort of nothing position. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not good enough to play centre, not big enough not, to... Not quick enough to yeah, play centre. And not big enough to be play a pro. A bit like full-back in football. Yeah. Not, not good enough to be a midfield player and not big enough to be a centre-half. Yeah. Similar thing, yeah. It's the it's the it's the equivalent of fullback in football. But but now, I think it's it, it's vital, like fullback. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like it, it seems to there seems to be quite um, a lot of good players now that play second row. Yeah, especially with the interchange of the back three, if you like. Yeah, because loose forwards tend to be. Not as much of a of a ball handling extra half, so to speak, as they were years ago. No, more of a prop type thing now, aren't they? An extra prop, extra, just an extra second rower that can fill in type of thing. Yeah. But I think because the game's got a lot quicker, and, and the second rowers tend to hit a lot of uh, like lead lines. Mm. I think when they hit them on that short ball, they find a lot of gaps. So they, I think they they create a lot of line breaks and stuff, and I think it's become really important. They're always good for a um, first try score a bit. Yeah, they are. Mm. So, um, but yeah, for, uh, I think you go back a, uh, you know, fifteen twenty years. It was a bit of a dud yeah. position. No, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. The the least, not the least important, but you know, I like your glory positions. If you yeah. were to list apologies, the positions, apologies to JJB, uh, Chris Joint. Uh, no, yeah. you know what like, I mean. You know, Liam I mean. Farrell, yes, yeah. and JJB or Chris Joyce want to come and argue it with me. They can do. <laughs> oh, that's excellent! It. Thank you, Bobby. That excellent. was good stuff. That's the best round of starts you've ever had. Oh, thanks. You know, it's good when Callum compliments you. It's true. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Good, good, very good. Well done. It's all these stats of the week. Yeah, very well done. Thank you. Impressed. Um, keep it up. Will do. Um, right, I suppose it's time for our main segment of the pod, if you like, with our mid-season reports. Uh, and as we said earlier, we're going to do uh, them in two parts and in alphabetical order. Uh, so... And this week um, will be obviously the first six, and we'll be kicking off with Castleford. Mm. What do you say about Castleford if you're writing a report? You're Principal Skinner, right? <laughs> what are you writing about Castleford? Principal Skipple. I <laughs> am. <laughs> um, Average? I, I think um, a very slow start. 
um, and a willingness to learn, just not very quickly. Do you think there's um, uh, Lee Radford's the coach, and you never quite know what you're going to get. And when he was coach of Hull, you were never quite sure what you were going to get. Is there, mm. is there a pattern there with the coach, do you think? Yeah, definitely. definitely. I don't know why. No. I mean... We're not privy to behind the scenes and the way the players work and things like that. It just seems to be that, that the pattern is win one, lose one. Um, it's, they'll have some really good wins. Mm. Um, I mean, for example, I don't, we've got the prediction league yet, but we this week, this week they're at home to Wigan, mm. which they'll probably win because that's a, that's a winnable game after Wigan have been celebrating the Challenge Cup. Yeah, it's not very yeah. often that teams back up a Challenge <clears throat> Cup win, is it? No, not at all. Um, and I mean, Castleford had a terrible start. They've somehow managed to to claw themselves into sixth place. Mm. So this, at the minute, they're sitting uh, in sixth on twelve points with a points difference of minus three. Well, it's funny you should mention the points difference because I actually wrote that down. If you if you look, bar their Easter Monday game with Leeds, which you could argue coming off the Friday, you know, they like we've always talked about the fixtures being too close. They've won. Whenever they've won, they've scored thirty plus points in every game. Mm. Well, they've had some bad losses. I mean, the well, one, the one at, when they lose, the one at Salford last time out was a, was a, a poor performance. Yeah, mm. but on the other side of that. Whenever they've lost, they've lost by ten plus points. They've never lost by a close margin. Well, just looking at the fixtures there, uh, they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six. That was a Challenge Cup seven, eight, including one Challenge Cup game. Yeah, mm. and bar two of them, they've all been over thirty, uh, over thirty points mm. when they've lost as well. Uh, I think, really? yeah. I think for a lot of teams, and Castleford is certainly one of them, consistency is the key word in trying to find consistency. And there's quite a few clubs in the in the league that that, that applies to. Yeah. Um, so what grade would you give Castleford then so far? As a half-term report, what grade would you give them? I'm, uh, I'm going to give them a C. I'm giving them a D. A D? A D. I, I agree with Callum, I'm giving them a D as well. They've moved up to sixth. D for Duns. Yeah, but they're in. The <laughs> but they're in the playoffs. But I don't think they would be. I don't think they would be there based on some of the performances of the other teams. Yeah, but I they th- are. But I just, I'm not. Been, I'm not been impressed with them. It's a bit all. like when the Titans last year like <clears throat> did tons and tons of work to get into the playoffs, um, and then basically this season lasted one week more. Yeah, it's pointless. If he'd have passed that in that last minute. Yeah, but he didn't. Right, well, there you go. Well, anyway. <laughs> when they go into the playoffs, their season will last an extra week mm. at the minute. Okay. So, a uh, couple of Ds and a C then, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Catalan's Dragons. Yeah, really good season. I think they had a bit of a slow start as well, to be honest. Um, I think losing the likes of uh, uh, James Maloney, couldn't think of his name then, um, yeah. Obviously, he he really led them about, um, and was just pretty heroic, really, and just a natural competitor and, and winner, really. Mm. And I think it's took Mitchell Pierce a bit longer to uh, try and get himself to that level and, and get settled and involved. Uh, but he's he's looked really well. I think he's up for 
one of the nominations for the Player of the Month, actually. Oh, okay. is he? Okay. Yeah, so he's obviously improved. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, and I, I did say that last week as well, actually, to be fair. Um, but I think I think they've had a decent season. Didn't have much of a cup run. Um, but, you know, at the time that they played St. Ellen's, they yeah. they were flying. Mm. I think they I think they've really got themselves together. Yeah. Now. And I think it's even more impressive when you yeah. think that they lost Josh Drinkwater as well. Mm. I think mm. for me because he was he was <clears throat> from an outstanding. Attack, well, from a attacking point of view, I think they're coping better losing their scrum half than St Helens are losing Lewis Dodd. Yeah. And I think at the moment, I think looking at the whole thing, I think at the moment they're Probably the team to beat, I think, at the minute. Yeah, not not that that's, that sounds that sounds wrong when Saints are, are clear. They're um, all, they're like the most informed. Yeah, team, I think they? so. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I really do. I think they look the most solid yeah. team attack and defense. I think at the moment they've really got themselves uh, really pulled themselves up by mm. the bootlaces after uh, after after a poor start. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a B. Uh, yeah, I think they had a slower start than what people were expecting, but I think they've really started to pick up now. I think you can see why they're going to be potential title contenders again. And sitting second, two points behind Saints, I have to go with an A. An A? I, I, I agree with Bobby. An A? A. Pouring yeah. the cup? Yeah, they were pouring the cup, but I think the way that they've got on some sort of blistering run after a pretty slow start and only find themselves two points behind the league leaders, I think is, is pretty impressive. So you give them an A, but you give Castleford a D. It's the manner in which you do it. Right, okay. I think you should have thought this one through you two a bit more. Right, Hull FC. <laughs> Probably the most... Oh, epic. actually, it's Huddersfield Giants. I was oh, going to yeah. say you're not Huddersfield next. <laughs> I was going, I was going like that in my head. A B C D E F G. Huddersfield, <laughs> Huddersfield Giants. I think we've covered Huddersfield pretty well in the the Challenge Cup and the the season they've been having there in the early review. The the fourth, eight wins in the league, best start to the league since they won it in 2013, and they got themselves to a Challenge Cup final. I think they've had a pretty solid season. Probably a bit more up and down if you look at it on a on an overall based on that. If you know, most teams that go to the Challenge Cup final you would imagine them to be probably a little bit higher, but I think they've been a really good season, tough team and hard to break down this season. Yeah, the um obviously had a tremendous Challenge Cup run and fell short the last hurdle. Um, probably undeservedly. I thought they were the better team, but it, you know. Are you surprised to see them all season so far consistently in the top four? Yes. Um, the league form has had a little bit of a wobble at, at times. Um, you know, there was a spell there where they drew with Leeds and then lost uh, to St Helens and Warrington. Back to back, so they they went, you know, yeah. without a win for for three games there. Mm. Um, and again, talking of scrum halves, they've lost theirs for the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, well, yeah. they won the cup if Theo Farge had played on Saturday. 
No. You don't think so? We want to kick the girls. No, but would he have added something in? No. Okay. Just a question. Very ha- they're so. a very hard working side. They are, and, and um, we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when and Nathaniel's mentioned it uh, previously. Uh, the manner in, in the way that they've come back in some games after trailing has been really impressive. You know, they've been behind in a, a, quite a few games and managed to then come out in the second half or so and really pull themselves together and, and get the win. Yeah. 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 So what, what are you going with for Huddersfield? I'm going to give them a B plus. I've gone with a B plus as well. Uh, I've just gone with a B. I was going with a B. But I think much improved from last year. Mm. Really, really good. Absolutely. Um, right. Hull FC. Probably the most difficult mid-season report ever. Yeah, I agree. To give a grade. Because at times they've looked fantastic. And then at times they've looked like they're going to get relegated yeah and another team you could say it pretty much about a lot of them at the minute another team with half back problems mm. a lot of that's their own fault it is it is it's not like they've been injured Gale's had stupid amount of bands yeah and then they've been mix and matching with the, the combination they've been trying that, to find the right yeah, one haven't they they've been trying to find the right combination and it's took them time and it's not I think it's hindered them really you know, if they'd have stuck with, well, I say Gale, but, you know, again, he's been stupid and had ridiculous amount of bans. The the one thing that you can say for them is that they're better than 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So far. So far. I mean, they were in this Because they were looking really good last year. And then they, they, won, they the won the derby, the, didn't they? Yeah. And, and then, then didn't win another game, did they? No. Imploded. Um, but they, I think they're better. I think they're a better bet than 2021. Yeah. I think they're more consistent. And the home form is better. Mm. They're yeah. picking more points up at home. Yeah. And they're, they're um, you know, especially when the crowd get behind them and things like that, it's, um, uh, they're found in a bit of form at home. Yeah. Question is then, can they stay in the top four? I think they can, yeah. I think... Um... I think if they, they keep going the way they are... Well, the fifth. You know. The fifth? Yeah. yeah. They've been in the top four for quite a while, though, haven't they? Well, they're not going to stay in the top four, then, if the fifth, are they? No, no. I don't they've ever been in the top well, four. Well, can they get in the top four, then? Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in answer to you, I think they can. I think if they, they keep going the way they are, they should be, be fine. I think, as we've said in a lot of the weeks... And if we're being honest with ourselves, it comes down to that that one man, doesn't it? I think it comes down to if Jake Connor can stay fit. Yeah. So, Saints would be in your top four. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Catalans? Yeah. Yep. Wigan? Yeah. Yep. So who's the fourth? That's what, and that's where it comes down to. It's between Huddersfield and Hull, isn't it? Yeah, you, you're fine now. I think so. Hull will be in the top four after this weekend. Yes, I Because agree. Huddersfield have to go away to uh, Catalan mm. and... Hull go away to Wakefield, Wakefield, who were struggling. So you'd expect them to win that. And there's only one point between them. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So what would you give? What would you give uh, Hull FC then? C minus. 
C minus. C minus. I give them a B minus. I think they have had some really big issues in terms of I don't think that they know what their best team is. And I think when they've figured it out, they've had silly bands. Okay. I've I've just changed mine on on reflection to C plus. Okay. <laughs> C plus is a bit less than B minus, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So I'm going with C plus. Okay. Okay. I I think if you'd have asked me this at the start of the season whether they were winning one, losing one, I think I'd have been a different position. <clears throat> but the current run of form, I think I've I've pushed them up to a, a B. Okay. Hull, Kingston, Rovers. <sighs> Is this the biggest disappointment of the year? Certainly over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I think their response after they lost the semi-final of the Challenge Cup has been woeful. Yeah. I think the response to losing Tony Smith has been woeful. I think ever since that, they've just imploded. They mm. looked really good and they were looking like good form. And then that comes out and they've done nothing since. Callum, which is a bigger <coughs> which is a bigger factor in their, their poor form? L- losing Tony Smith or losing the Challenge Cup semi? Challenge Cup Centre. Yeah, which has knocked the stuffing out of them most. Um, Losing Tony Smith because it was already happening before the Challenge Cup semi-final. Yeah, I agree. You know, if... (sighs) I don't know. I I think it's the Tony Smith because it was you could see it happening and then he just never really got up for that semi-final. Same question as before. Mm. Christian Wolf leaves. Mm. If you're a Saints fan, mm. they bring Tony Smith in. Mm. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't think it's quite as positive as I think it would be if they'd have announced Ian Watson. And I'm not really sure why. Because Tony Smith is sort of like the Wayne it's, Bennett of like some Super sort of League. Godfather. Yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. like... He's been there, done it, and still doing it. The players speak really highly on him. Yeah, so it would probably work out really well. Mm. Two-horse race, Christian Wolfe has gone, Ian Watson or Tony Smith? I think you've got more longevity out of Ian Watson. Tony Smith, I think he's a proven winner, and I think that's, as you said before, Callum, I think that's what Saints fans would expect. Okay. I think if someone, you- I think whoever follows Christian Wolf is in for a tough time. Yeah, because okay. and I think it, not so much with ball in hand, but defensively they have been so so Strong. good. Yeah. Mm. Okay, back to back. Just a, a, a quick thing while we're out the coaches, but mm. back to Hull KR. Uh, well, I mean they had um, a shaky start, didn't they? And everyone, even we said it on here, it's like, oh, you know, they can't handle that pressure of the expectation that was put on them before this season um, and then had what six wins in a row mm. um, had six wins in a row Tony Smith says he's losing at uh, leaving and then he haven't won a game since that, how many is that for now then four so bad start really good middle bad end to this first half of the season yeah and has the six wins in a row then? You can't take that away from him because they've done really well. Oh, yeah. But has the six wins in a row 
put them in a put them in a, a bit of a false. So it flattered them. Yeah. And mm. another team that's lost the lost the scrum half. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they were getting it together. I don't think it was like, oh, they were lucky to win those. I mean, you're not lucky to win six games in a row, but you know no. what I mean. No, not at all. Like, it's not like they just, you know, had a bit of a run mm. and then it's the wheels have fell off. I think I think it is the Tony Smith news. Mm. Um, and I think if he hadn't have announced that he was leaving, I don't think they'd have won the semi-final, but I don't think they'd have lost... Um, the other three league games that they lost, and you look at the the manner that they lost them in. They lost twelve nil at Leeds, thirty two nil at Cass, mm. and then went eight nil up against Catalan, and let twenty unanswered points in. Okay, do you want to grade them? Uh, D. I've gone with a C plus for now, but I think if we do this again at the end of the season, I think the grade will be lower if they continue on this. I'm going C minus because they had that good run and because they got to the Challenge Cup semi. The rest of it has been the good run in the middle has saved them yeah, a little definitely. bit. Definitely, uh, they'd have been with Wakefield and Toulouse if not. But the start and then it's 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 just the manner that they've lost these last four games in. Mm. They just look completely think, and utterly demoralised. Do you think Tony Smith will see the season out? No. Okay. Not if he's already going. He's he's yeah. already going. They've already got a new coach coming in. Mm. I think they'll say, "Listen, like, go now. You need to leave because these these lot look up to you so much that they just yeah. It's like they they can't do it for you anymore because they they know you're going. Mm. Okay. And then finally in this uh, uh, in this first six, Leeds Rhinos. <laughs> So disappointing. Very. Such a disappointing season. They're, they're lucky not to be in the relegation, really. Good. I suppose the, the, the positive thing, they've got a new coach in Rowan Smith. Mm. He can't really go wrong, can he? Because anything he does yeah. that, where they get in wins, mm. anything he does where he turns out a, a victory <laughs> for them is an improvement on what they've done. Just well, they've been shocking, haven't they? Let's just be honest, they've been shocking, absolutely diabolical for a club like Leeds Rhinos. Mm. And the point, you know, uh, we've we've had, uh, but the players that about, they've got, yeah, yeah I said they've, they've got points to a few injuries and things like that. But there's there's more, there's, there's more, more than to that, it. isn't there? Yeah, absolutely, there is. If you'd have told me at the start of this season that. For the majority, for the for the first half of this season, for the majority of it, that Leeds Rhinos would be in a potential bottom place playoff with Toulouse, I'd have laughed at you mm. because the players they signed in the off season, the squad they had that was coming together under Richard Agar, that team, I think we, I think not one of us predicted them outside the top four this season. I thought they'd come at second. The start. Yeah, so did I. I, had, uh, I, had I didn't think they'd come second, but I think they'd, I thought they'd be top four or five. Teams are, teams are quaking in their boots through I'm predicting second next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you got the second curse, haven't exactly. you? Exactly. Um, but we've had, uh, I mean, and we've had Eddie on, haven't we, from Lot 17A, mm. um, from, from their magnificent pod. And um, I think he's been just absolutely just out of ideas is what's wrong with them, I think, so uh, at times. Yeah, it's, it's like nobody knows what's going on. And I know, you know, Rowan uh, Smith needs a, a bit of time, doesn't he, mm. obviously, but even since he got announced, and you usually see a bit of a, a pick-up, but I thought they were lucky to, to win yeah. 12-0 against Dulkar. Mm-hmm. Then they, they pretty much got hammered off Salford, and then I think they were lucky that they were playing Wakefield then, because they... they, they been in a right rut. Well, I was just going to say, the good thing for them is they're starting to put a couple of wins together against teams that are in really bad form, mm. which is what they need to do to, to, to climb the table. This week's game so, against Warrington will be a good test. For it will, it will. Because I've got obviously a, they're not playing very well. No, and they were really unlucky to lose that on, the, I think it was the first game of the season on the Channel 4 game. Yeah. And they went down yeah, to 12 were, yeah. men, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, who got sent off? No, get no prizes for guessing. <laughs> uh, was it James Bentley, by any chance? It was. Oh, well, um, I've got well one last question before we before we grade leads. Uh, short answer: Can they make the top six? No. 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 Okay. Um, do you want to grade them then? F. Oh, I'd gone E because it was like I thought it was the lowest we could go, but we're going F. I didn't. I don't know. Whatever well, the lowest can, is, you can grade. Yeah. Well, whatever the lowest is, that. But like yeah. you, <laughs> you didn't but turn you, up. I, I've read, I've read them an E. Yeah, E then whatever the lowest is. I've gone. With, I went with Callum. I went with an F. No, that's fair enough. They've then. been they've been really really poor. Just had a look. Then it, I didn't. Is F the lowest then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right, well, I've gone with an F then. Right. <laughs> I thought E was the lowest, so I've gone with an F. I just had a look then as well, and I'm just I didn't even realise this. They're the 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 second lowest scoring team in the league. Right. Only beaten by Toulouse by nine points. Right. It's not been good, has it? It's terrible. Oh, it was good, that. Yes. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed Half-term that. report. Yeah. And uh, we'll do the next, uh, the other six next week. Yes. Enjoyed. Looking forward to the last six. Okay. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Yep, NRL time. Uh, I've got the scores. Jump in with anything you want to say. Um, Storm, 28. Seagulls, 8. Panthers, 22. Cowboys, nil. Which was disappointed with that game. I watched that game and yeah. thought, oh, first v third, I think, was it? And I thought, well, oh, that might be interesting. Just And it wasn't. It was just one-way traffic. Just really. squoze them out, didn't they? They're, yeah. they're unbelievable, the Penrith Panthers. like, And they enjoy being in a grind as well. Yeah. Like, I know they go out and batter teams. But they actually enjoy being in a grind mm. and, and seeing who blinks first. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Broncos 35, Titans 24, as we mentioned before. Sorry, I've got one more point to make on this that I yep. forgot about before. And I know Carl's probably sick of me saying it now because I spoke to you about it earlier in the week. But that kickoff option was terrible. Did you see it? No. Right. So they were 24 4 up. The Broncos score and make it 24 10. Yeah? Yeah. You're 14 points up. Yeah. And they went for a short kickoff. It's adventurous. They went for a short kickoff. Uh, adventurous? What? The Broncos picked it up and went the length of the field. It yeah. was 24 16 in a matter of two minutes. Yeah, why? why the would game's you, gone. Why would you do that? It's shocking. It's things like that that you just can't happen. account for. No. Surely, surely they've not been told to do that. You wouldn't have thought so. No. 
Not in not in the NRL anyway. No. Um, Warriors 16, Knights 24. Uh, Rabbitohs 44, Tigers 18. Tigers were winning that game about eight, about 18-4 or something. But then the mighty, mighty bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks 16, Roosters 36. That was a good game. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned that last week, and I thought that might have been a bit closer. Mm. Yeah, uh, bu- playing well. Bulldogs 24, Dragons 34 on this week's Gus Watch. <laughs> and finally, Raiders 20, the Eels 28. And there aren't really any standout games this week either. If you had to pick one? Uh, I think it was the Raiders and the Roosters, I think. Okay. I think that was the uh, the best looking one, I think. Fair enough. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. That's right. Predictions league time, which means Bry from six again is on the phone. Bry, how are you, mate? I'm good, boys. How are you? Hi, Bry. Very well, mate. I believe you were at the Challenge Cup final on the weekend. How was that? Fantastic. Amazing. There, um, there was lots of pictures of Moretti beer, right? <laughs> there was no pictures of the ground or the, or the match or the trophy or anything. It was, just, it was just pictures of beer. From me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, but what you didn't see is that once I stopped taking the photos, I'm mainly Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it was really good. I'd I'd say if I'm being totally truthful, other than the fans of the teams in the finals, most neutrals probably left there more talking about the game, uh, the facilities, and the stadium more than the game. Uh, the games, even though the games were good, I think that was the first initial wow factor. Mm-hmm. But even the game, then then adding into the games and the drama of both games, it was it just. It made a perfect, made a perfect day. To be quite fair. Okay, very good. Well, I'll ask you the same question Andy asked us before: Tottenham or Wembley? Tottenham. There you go. I, I'm, I'm the, I'm one of the biggest fans of Wembley. Um, Sam will tell you that I left the Catalan Waddington game and hugged Wembley drunkenly and said, "I'll see you soon." That's how much I love Wembley, but. Tottenham. I've sat there for a good 40 minutes just shaking my head uh, how magnificent everything is. Absolutely everything. The only downside for me would be accommodation and the transport at a bit less than Tottenham. But obviously Wembley's built that up because of it's Wembley. Mm. Mm. I've not heard anybody when say a bad word about it. No. No. I don't think there would be. Mm. I've done a little thread on, I think it was Sunday, might have been Monday. And I say everything from the staff to how it was organised outside. It it sounds daft, but even the transport, as much as I've said the transport, like 40 minutes after the game, there was buses queued, Mm. like not even half a mile away, waiting to take everyone Mm. back to London. It was just, yeah, it was t- totally organised. Everything about it was spot on. Good, good. Oh, glad you had a good time, Brian. I suppose the 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 only downside is that nobody saw an upside down pint. 
Well, Johnny let us down with that. He was supposed to be sending well, he didn't video. let us down. No, he, he did. did. He mess- let us down. No, he messaged us and said <laughs> that he didn't see an upside-down pint. All right. Or shall I say then, Johnny was let down yes. by the lack of an upside-down pint, rather yeah. than rather than Johnny let us down. Yeah. yeah and I let you down. down. I let you down because I was offered to go there and I declined it. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. Let's just back up a minute. What, what do you mean? Well, afterwards, when the game's finished, that bar stays open. Right, the upside down pint bar. The upside down pint bar, yeah. Right, um, and obviously I was in a different stand, and I was having a good giggle with the security guard, and he said, "I, I shouldn't tell you this, but," and told me which way to go and all that kind of stuff. Um, as we got into the lift to go there, he said, "That's it, last orders gone." Oh. So it's the only reason I never went. But yeah. I could have, if, if, I'll be honest with you, if I hadn't drank so much where I was, and my bladder weren't so small, I'd have probably got there. Oh, dear. Excellent. <sighs> right. Just just one more. Yeah, go Good on. Kudos to the, to the old gentleman who was sat next to us from the northwest, who somehow managed to get a 1994 proper camcorder into a, in the bag. Um, into the ground and record most of the game who sat next to us with people stood next to him going, you know what Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> good work. He, he must have been in his 80s. He was he was sound. He was he was a really good bloke. But just sat there with his camcorder filming Excellent. most of the game. It was <laughs> with us. With us, Sam couldn't even take a, a take a handbag. So yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh-oh. He must have said his medication was in there or something, but it was yeah. like a, you know, you know the old um, the black and red bags from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I forget what the name is of them, but yeah, it was it was one of them. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> well, there, isn't it? there you go. Only in rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, Bry. Prediction league. Yeah. Right. Who are uh, who are the protagonists this week? Well, this week is. Yourself, Andy, Callum. Uh, the stats team of this week represented by Bobby after his wins in last week. <laughs> um, Yorkshire, we have our Hull KR fan, Joseph Appleyard. Uh, uh, Lancashire, well, is he, we he's have... still doing it? Because Joe's a bit big time now, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he, he, he messaged. He was fine. He's Excellent. happy. Excellent. There you go. Yeah. Um, for Lancashire, we've got Louise back. Ah, welcome Excellent. back, Louise. And for the insiders, we have former... Dewsbury and Batley star Danny Morn. Ah, Batley legend. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, we've got Danny Morn on this week for the insiders. Okay, and no. then, obviously, myself. Yeah, in a drunken state on Sunday, coming home on the train. Who's, yeah. who's made it a four-horse race. So, <laughs> right, let's let's get going then, Bri. First game. Catalan for Huddersfield, half seven, Friday. I think um, I think Huddersfield would have struggled going to Catalan anyway. Yeah, but to do it after the Challenge Cup final is an even bigger ask. I think I know the I know teams that are on the losing end of it are usually they usually uh, bounce back pretty quickly though, don't they? Um, but I'm going to say Catalan by eighteen. Okay, similar reasons. I've gone Catalan by twenty. Yeah, same for We have a clean sweep. Oh, sorry, Bob. Sorry, I've got you with it. I've gone Catalan. <laughs> sorry, we, we tried to do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've gone exactly the same reasons. Catalan by 16. And then we've got a clean sweep. Uh, Joseph for Yorkshire, Catalan by 18. Louise for Lancashire, Catalan by 8. 
Danny Moore for the inside is Catalan by 22. And myself, for the exact same reasons, I've gone Catalan by 20. Ooh, me and you, Bri, were in it. We're there. And I'm. Okay, next game. The only game on Sky this week. Waddington v Leeds, 8 o'clock on Friday. Uh, I think Warrington probably looked to put one of their best performances in against Saints this season. I think Leeds still aren't strong enough and missing some key players. So I think I can only see a Warrington win, really. And I'm going to go Warrington by eight. Yeah. Um, so far, uh, we've just as we've just said in the half-term report, uh, Leeds are rubbish. Warrington is slightly less rubbish. Warrington by ten. Yeah, I think that's all there is to it. Like Bobby said, uh, probably the best performance against St. Helens the other week. Uh, but I think Leeds need more work than Warrington, so Warrington by 10. I just said that. Yeah, I know. All right. We don't have a clean sweep. Um, Louise for Lancashire, Waddington by 2. Danny Moore for the Insiders, Waddington by 4. Myself, Waddington by 14. And Joseph for Yorkshire, Leeds by 6. Okie dokie. Uh, next game, Bri. Channel 4, Saturday, 2 o'clock. Castle for Fee Wigan. Mm. Didn't realise that was Channel 4 game this week. Um, mm. uh, usually teams that win the, the cup find it hard to back it up, don't they? Yeah, they don't get out of the pub till Tuesday or Wednesday. No, is the fact that it's a Channel 4 game, does that put a different slant on it? I'm no. going to say no, and I'm going to say Castleford by 12. I've... Similar reasons, I think we're going to still be celebrating. I think it will be a little bit closer than you probably think, though. Not because it's Channel 4, but I, I'm i just not sure if, if Wigan can afford another loss in the league. They've lost the two games before mm. the Challenge Cup. Can they afford another one dropping down? I still think Cass will be better than them at home, so I'm going to go Cass by 10. Yeah, I think... Um... I, th- I also think we're going to struggle to to uh, back it up because I think they'll just be out enjoying the the win. Uh, but Castleford have got a few injuries, and now Jake Marmo's returned to Australia on compassionate grounds as well for the next couple of weeks, which is a huge loss. Um, but I'm going to say cast by eight. We don't have a clean sweep on this one. Uh, Joseph Yorkshire Castleford by ten. Louise for Lancashire, Wigan by four. Danny Morn for the Insiders, Casper by 12. And I'm the same as you. I think there'll be a few sale hangovers. Uh, John Bateman's other half due to drop, so he might be missing. And But I still, I like Bobby, I think it's going to be a bit close, mainly considering Wigan's reserves battered Cast reserves last week 100 nil, <laughs> And a few of them players will come in with a bit of confidence. So... I think it'll be cast by eight. Okie dokie. Uh, game number four. Again, Saturday, five o'clock. Toulouse v St. Helens. Toulouse have been playing better. The Toulouse have been playing better, but I know Saints lost there uh, last time. I don't think they'll make the same mistakes again. Uh, I know they're struggling with a few injuries. It's hard to say because we're early in the week, uh, but I think they'll be open for... Opawate and Grace to come back, which means they can reshuffle and maybe put uh, Wellsby uh, in the halves with Lomax. You know, Lomax, if he's not getting any worse, should be getting better. 
you know, every week that goes by. So I'm going to say Saints by 16. Okay. Very similar. Um, I'm going to go Saints by 14, uh, but I don't think Grace will play. Mm. Very similar reasons again. I think Saints won't make the same mistake twice in, in to lose. So I'm going to go Saints by 12. We don't have a clean sweep either. Um, Joseph for Yorkshire, Saints by 18. Danny Moore for the Insiders, Saints by 10. Myself, same as you, Andy, Saints by 14. And Louise for Lancashire, to lose by 6. Old car. Controversial from Louise, yeah. Yeah, but it nearly worked for me last week. It did. Or the week before. <laughs> nearly being the key word. Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> right, next game. Uh, Sunday. Hull KR for Salford, 3 o'clock. I think Hull KR are still feeling a bit sorry for themselves, but on a downfall, like we've said for most of this podcast, um, in relation to the Tony Smith announcement, they they need a win. They need to bounce back, but I think Salford are on a a big rise, and I think uh, Salford by ten. Um, yeah, I think Salford have been doing well. Okay, not. Um, it's hard to see Hulkay um getting it together really at mm. the minute. I mean, I hope they do, but it's just struggling to see it. So I'm going to say Salford by 14. I'm going to say Salford by 12, even though I think this game's pretty hard to predict. Mm-hmm. It could be either way. Yeah. Could be anything. Could be a blowout either way. It could be a really tight game. I think it's absolutely impossible to predict. But I'll go Salford 12. Mm. We have a mixed bag. Joseph, Yorkshire, Hull KR fan? <laughs> Hull KR by 12. Louise, Lancashire, Salford fan? Hasn't done a Louise. Sulphur by 12. <laughs> Danny Moore for the insiders. Sulphur by 6. And as you say, Andy, it's a bit of a toss of coin. So I've gone Hulk KR by 6. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we should have one more. Wakefield v Hull. 3 o'clock on Sunday. Um, I'm going to go with Hull by 16. I think mainly for the fact not that it's Hull, I'm thinking more the fact that Wakefield are in this rut mm. that, that I think they'll, they're finding it hard to get out of at the minute. So I'm going to go Hull FC by 16. Uh, yeah, I, I think Wakefield are in real trouble at the minute. Um, Jake Connor's been on fire last few weeks, popped up with tons and tons of assists. I think he'll continue to do that. Um, and obviously if they stick with same halves that they've been going with, I think they'll do better. So I'm going to say Hull by 24. I think very similar reasons to what you both said. Wakefield simply not good enough, and I think Hull look better each each and every week. I don't think the break will have um, messed that up. I think it might have done better for them. So I'm going to say Hull by 20. Okay. Clean sweep, boys. Joseph for Yorkshire, Hull FC by 10. Louise for Lancashire, also Hull FC by 10. Danny Moore for the Insiders, Hull FC by 14. And myself, I have gone Hull FC by 16. Excellent. Not, um, there's not, not masses of um, big predictions this week, is there? No, they all seem to be quite close. Quite close and I think, it, 
for other reasons as well. Like obviously the challenge court, them two teams are they, they always seem to be quite uh, tight. Uh, Saints aren't exactly flying at the minute either, are they? So mm. you know you you top four, um, all for one reason or, or another. Um, seems to be in a, a close call. Yeah, no, that's right. I think with the break, you can't really, you you can't gauge it still, can you? No. Like the Salford will pay off. As much as Salford on advise, you just don't know what the break's going to do. No, that's right. Some, either some team, really. it, don't they? Some teams love yeah. it. Some teams want to continue. And it, it, um, it could have revitalised Hull as well. Just that bit of time off as yeah. well. So, yeah. Whereas, well, because Salford run a bit of a run. They don't want it. Do they you? don't want it. But, yeah. But you never know. No, that's right. So. Just like the prediction league, whenever you get a good result, the <laughs> yeah. challenge cup the week after, you don't do so good. It comes yeah. back to bite you, doesn't it? I suppose you could so say the same right. for Leeds as well. It's given yeah. Rowan Smith more time to work with him an extra week off as yeah. well. So that, yeah, could, exactly. that could be a, a, a tough one to predict as well. Absolutely. Um, but I think that just about wraps us up for this evening. It does. Um, if you've stayed with us, thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you to Brian for coming on to the Predictions League. Um, and wherever you are going or wherever you are watching your rugby league this week, stay safe and enjoy from all of us here at the Loose Forward podcast. It's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.